Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. When I bought my first house in 1989... It was in the beautiful suburb of Upper Arlington. And I got possession of it on July the 3rd. And went in there, ripped all the carpet out, was going to replace it. Uh, Hadn't moved my things over yet, but I was so exhausted after ripping the carpet out until 2, 3 in the morning that I just laid on the floor and slept. And at like 7 o'clock the next morning, July 4th, in what I made a lot of effort to assure was a quiet neighborhood, came the loud, booming announcement, Get out of your houses! Get out of your houses! It was the call to action for the Upper Arlington July 4th Parade. A, an event of great civic pride in Upper Arlington, as I <laughs> unfortunately learned early that morning and came to learn every single year I lived there, which was for more than a decade. Uh, they had the parade yesterday. And, well, in keeping with our theme today that uh, America is a horrible, awful, terrible, very bad place, um, I got a eyes-on-the-scene report yesterday from uh, a friend of mine who is an Upper Arlington resident about the parade or a couple uh, entries in the parade. Uh, We had the shrill, shrieking, the world is ending abortion protesters in the UA parade. Uh, A group of women dressed like the Statue of Liberty with simulated blood smeared uh, into the uh, pelvic region, shall we say, of their robes with bullhorns shouting, no justice, no peace. In the parade. They're in the parade, dressed like the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Which I found interesting in light of another thing that happened yesterday. A letter from WNBA superstar Brittany Griner to President Joe Biden. Now, before I get to the letter, polls show from Gallup the lowest percentage of Americans who claim to be extremely proud to be American since they began asking the question 21 years ago. The percentage of people responding to Gallup who say they are extremely proud to be American is 38%. 38%. I'm guessing the ladies in the Statue of Liberty costumes with the blood smeared on their pelvic regions would be among the 62% who are not extremely or even moderately proud 
to be American. And I would guess, too, that, of course, the uh, UA Pride group in the parade would also be in that 62%. But I, I am in the 38%. I am extremely proud to be an American. And up until, I don't know, a week or so ago, maybe a couple months ago, I'm guessing Brittany Griner, the WNBA superstar, would have been in the 62 percentile, not extremely proud to be American. But sitting in a Russian prison has an amazing way of changing your perspective on America. Before I tell you what Brittany Griner's perspective is now, uh, let me share with you what her perspective used to be. Here's a story from Yahoo Sports, July 27th, 2020, not even two years ago. Not even two years ago. And the story reads like this. Brittany Griner did not take the floor for the national anthem during the Phoenix Mercury's debut on Saturday. And don't expect her to do so moving forward. The 2019 WNBA League MVP told reporters on a conference call, I feel like we should not play the national anthem during our season. I think we should take that much of a stand. I'm going to protest regardless. I'm not going to be out there for the national anthem. If the league continues to want to play it, that's fine. And I feel like more players are probably going to do the same thing. But I can only speak for myself. Now, that was less than two years ago. Now, Brittany Griner, who was arrested in Russia with alleged hashish oil in her luggage. And why was she in Russia? Because she makes a boatload of money playing professional basketball in Russia. She has since been sitting in a Russian jail, and she is about to undergo uh, what passes for a trial in Russia. But it's a little bit different. little bit different in Russia, the trial. Uh, the judge basically reads the arrest report into court. You say, what, what does my attorney do? Uh, he sits there and doesn't say anything. There's a lengthy story on ESPN.com about how the Russian jurisprudence system works. Not at all like ours. See, we have grown up here in America with freedoms and with things like rights and presumption of innocence and proof beyond a reasonable doubt and innocent until proven guilty. And they're all quaint concepts that the Russians have no interest in and no allegiance to. And Brittany Griner is finding that out. And she has found it out to the degree that she wrote a letter to Joe Biden. Isn't that sweet? She wrote a letter to Joe Biden. Now, let's just pause for a moment and consider how privileged, oh, sorry to use that word, how privileged Brittany Griner is that she can get a letter to Joe Biden. Right? Like, she's in a Russian prison. If you or I were in a Russian prison, do you think we'd get a letter to Joe Biden? Hmm. Don't know. But she got her letter to Joe Biden. And this is what her letter said. Now, keep in mind what she said about the national anthem less than two years ago. On the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those men who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. Wow. Is this Brittany Griner's letter? It sounds like a letter from, like, I don't know, Ainsley Earhart or Carly Shimkus or somebody who works at Fox. 
It hurts, Brittany Griner said, thinking about how I usually celebrate this day. Is anybody buying that Brittany Griner, who wouldn't come out for the national anthem two years ago, marks July 4th on her calendar as a day where she celebrates all the things that make America a great country? Now I'm buying it. But I don't think it's always been that way. Her actions certainly don't bear that out. She said, I hurt thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom, and this is where we get real, real honest, it hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. You better believe it does. You better believe it means a lot more to her now because you know why it means a lot more to her now? Because she doesn't have it now. And she wants it now. And she craves it now. And she's begging the American president to intervene and trade a known financier of terrorism across the world. A 25-year track record of terrorism is who the Russians want out of our legal system so he can go back to Russia in exchange for a WNBA basketball player. Now, all human life is precious. But if you're talking about the consequences of trading Brittany Griner for somebody who's financed terrorism across the world for 25 years, it is pretty inarguable that we would be getting the worst end of that trade when it comes to human rights and the preservation of life throughout the world. Getting Brittany Griner back here so she can play WNBA basketball, well, it's not quite as consequential as the havoc this guy who's financed terrorism through his Russian wealth and the oligarch system for a quarter century. Vladimir Putin is depantsing Joe Biden again on that trade. And I'm not saying we shouldn't make that trade. Because American citizens should not be held against their will in foreign countries. Here's the thing that nobody ever brings up on the Brittany Griner thing. What if she did what she's accused of doing? What if she had hashish oil in vaping cartridges in her luggage, thinking they'll never look there? I mean, it is highly possible that she is guilty. Nevertheless, she craves freedom because she doesn't have it. Well, I am uh, not surprised that the left, in a dither over the inability to indiscriminately abort children at any point in a pregnancy, has found their holy grail, the exception to the rule. You know, they loved all those years when pro-life activists were making inroads through the rules as they were set up, elect representatives who believe in the pro-life concept that life begins at conception and then wait for there to be enough elected legislators and enough Supreme Court justices who think like you do to actually change the law. No, 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 no. The left doesn't do it that way. They have to come up with an exception, an extreme. Well, are you saying, like, in cases of rape or incest? Which those cases always always 
encompass no more. And I don't even believe the 2% number. I don't believe the 2% number. I think the 2% number is wildly overstated. Maybe even twice as much as what the actual number is. But the left has, I can't blame them. You'd stick with a strategy, too, if it held your opponents at arm's length for half a century. So I knew that in the first week or two after Planned Parenthood versus Casey was decided in the favor of Casey and Mississippi's abortion law preventing abortions after 15 weeks, I knew it would be a matter of time before they would find a rape or incest victim and hold them up as indicative of every single woman who wants to have an abortion. And so here is the exception. And I find it a little suspicious that we're not getting much more detail except that there is supposedly a 10-year-old girl from the state of Ohio who went in and found out that she is six weeks and three days pregnant and she cannot get an abortion in the state of Ohio because a heartbeat has been detected. And that is the Ohio law now that you cannot abort a child if a heartbeat is detected. So, oh, of course, it's a very tragic situation. She is a victim of sexual abuse. If she exists. I presume she exists. But I find that the lack of detail on her existence to be worthy of attention, shall we say. Because I am skeptical of any ideal example of the pro-abortion side's extreme views on this. Oh, look, we have a 10-year-old girl who was raped. And she's six weeks and three days pregnant. Oh, just over the deadline, wouldn't you know? And her age is so young that it tugs at the heartstrings. I mean, as somebody who's had three girls all past the age of 10, that is a heartbreaking situation. So she went to the state of Indiana, and they never really say what happened to her. She went to Indiana. She found a provider in Indiana who can take care of the situation by killing the baby. Although in this story from the Indianapolis paper, it's never noted whether she actually had the child aborted. She's posed in the first couple paragraphs as, oh, they got a call from somebody in Ohio, and it's a 10-year-old girl, and she was sexually abused, and she's six weeks and three days pregnant. And then the whole rest of the story goes into how many calls they're getting from people out of state. And it never takes us back to that girl or what happened to that girl. So I just find that interesting. And I will not be surprised, not at all surprised, if we find out later that, oh, yeah, well, uh, turns out she wasn't pregnant. Or who knows what else. But I just think it's curious that they have this great example, perfectly illustrative of their point, and then we're sort of left hanging. Well, what happened to her? I mean, I have compassion for her in that situation, as any caring person should. Now, we talked about the Upper Arlington 4th of July parade yesterday and what was uh, wrong with it. Some women who used it, a great source of civic pride, used it as a way 
to foist their political views off on people who are just there to enjoy the day, okay? But I want to point out what was awesome about the UA 4th of July parade. They had, the Grand Marshal was a 102-year-old World War II veteran who in World War II served as a code breaker, born on the 4th of July, born on the 4th of July, fought in Normandy on D-Day, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, fought in the Battle of Bastogne, and as if that's not enough, the man earned five bronze stars. Five bronze stars and a silver star. Five bronze stars and a silver star. The man 102 years old, born on the 4th of July, Amazing. Amazing. And I'm wondering what he's thinking while um, the Kaleidoscope Youth Center is dressing boys up as girls and having them march in the UA parade to uh, demonstrate pride. See, you can have the same word, pride. The 102-year-old vet who stormed the beaches at Normandy and was wounded enough to have five bronze stars and a silver star. That's real pride in your country right there. That's what that is. That's real pride. That's real courage. That's real valor. It's not courage, nor is it valor, nor is it brave to focus on your fabricated degree of being damaged by holding a rainbow banner and marching in the UA parade as an example of UA pride. It's just not. That's not courage, okay? Because here's the difference. The 102-year-old guy storming the beaches of Normandy faced real violence. Those are real bullets they're shooting at him from those nests up on the top of the Normandy cliffs. Those can kill him, okay? I wonder what the 102-year-old Marine, uh, 102-year-old WW2 veteran with the five bronze stars thinks when he hears people say, silence is violence. Because he's faced real violence. He's faced the thunderous sounds of incoming mortar fire. That's real violence, not silence. He would have loved to have had silence. Just walk on the beach and take it over. Perfectly fine. No problem. He'd be light a couple bronze stars had that been the reception he got at Normandy. But now he's in a parade where they're honoring him, and there are boys dressed up as girls and women dressed as the Statue of Liberty with blood in their crotches because they're upset they can't kill their babies anymore. It's a, And you know what? Only in America could someone who's done the actual courageous brave things be okay with the people who have fabricated their outrage at America only in America would that veteran realize that he fought so those people could do what they're doing